Tell me you had bad dreams last night Cause you were rolling in your sleep Tell me you hate those bright street lights Sometimes the shadows give you the creeps Please close your eyes Hey everybody, and welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Barry Cruz, and I am joined once again by my lovely wife, Diana. Hi, Diana. Hello. Hi. So, Diana, uh, we're going to kind of take a trip into the Wayback Machine for this week's song. It was one that... I think we took that last time. We mostly... Most of these are trips in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> but uh, this song is uh, one that we kind of both came came to the conclusion we wanted to talk about so yeah how tell 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 the audience sort of how we came to discuss our song or what our song is this week our song is close your eyes by jump little children okay and how did we come to say we should do this song as our next podcast i don't remember really you don't remember we were in the car no then no keep trying we were in the kitchen close we were in the living room no we were in our house yes we were in this room. Yes, there you we're go. In the dining room. We were in the dining room. You don't. I'm just guessing though. I don't actually remember the conversation. Oh man, really? That's so sad. Let's let's come back around to it then. I'm I thought sorry. that would be a good introduction. <laughs> thought that'd be a good introduction. But since it is not, let's come back. Let's come back around to it. So this song, "Close Your Eyes" by Jump Little Children, is from their 1998 album magazine. Uh, Jump Little Children is kind of a alternative rock but i also see them written as blues no sorry blues rock or baroque pop which i don't think really applies to them i would say alt rock is probably the closest i, I read that too and i liked the description of baroque pop baroque pop yeah i think i think it they does just, have a very baroque sound to it i feel like that's just a, a tag for there's a there's stringed instruments because they're a five piece five yeah. piece band they have guitar they have a cellist they have a bassist upright bassist they have accordion sometimes, mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know drums, guitar, bass, penny whistle, penny whistle. Yeah, sometimes a penny whistle can can come in there. And this is a band that we both know of, but we both came to separately. So tell me, yeah. how did you first hear about this band? I would have to attribute knowing about Jump Little Children to my friend Josh, who was a college friend. He's still a friend, but I met him in college, and he introduced me to the band. In about 1998 or nine, I would say. So right when this this album came out. But he had already known them for a while. And this this was in South Carolina where they largely uh, did their touring and performance performances. So he had already seen them several times. And then I also started going to their concerts too. Okay. And for me, this is a band that really, they didn't have a lot of airplay. Uh, they had a single, Cathedrals, which I like to imagine they played one time up here on Boston Radio. <laughs> and I was driving uh, a co-worker home, and I just kind of dropped him off at his house. He sort of lived in, in the bad part of, of the town where I grew up. Nice kid, just, you know, the crappy part of town. And I can't remember if I was just driving away or I was waiting. I had to, He had to get something. I had to drive him somewhere else. Um and I was just sitting in the car, and the cathedrals came on. Not this song, but cathedrals. Mm-hmm. And I just was listening to it and just thinking, who is this band? Like, I've never heard of this band, but this song is so good. And then I looked that looked them up on the then relatively 
still young internet found out about the band saw that they had an album that had just come out and so i went and, and picked that up right away listened to the whole thing i really really enjoyed it. a lot of the upbeat songs are just excellent to hear uh, but then of all the songs i think this is the one that i come back to the most frequently i most frequently come back to close your eyes yeah mm-hmm. now would you like me to tell you the story of why we decided to do this song oh sure because you apparently had forgotten it well i'm operating on limited sleep okay you will recall okay well one of the reasons I think the song stays with me is that it's a very simple song. It's much like a lullaby. Just the idea of you know the singer is singing to somebody. Could be uh, his wife, his girlfriend. Could be a young child. You know, he's, he's, he's coming in to check on his children. They're waking up in the middle of the night. And he's just sort of talking to them about some of the more magical realism ways that they could be woken up in the night and how everything's going to be okay and they should go back to sleep and i've always thought of it as that kind of a lullaby it's just the singer jay clifford and guitar and so when uh our first son was born i remember singing this just as a lullaby because i am a cool parent and wanted to Mm -hmm. sing a rock song rather than a traditional old fogey lullaby yeah and this one just seemed to lend itself both in the tone the lyrics and just the simple sweetness of the melody. You know, it, it has a lot of uh, normal voice to head voice falsetto. So that kind of high, very high part. I think it just sounds so nice as a lullaby. As a, as a, anyone could sing it, but I think as a male lullaby, it sounded really good. So it sort of got into rotation that way. Same for our uh, middle child. And then most recently, our new baby. Uh, the other day, I was putting him to sleep in this dining room as you eventually guessed, and was sort of just singing some songs and came back to this one. It was my standard one. And as you were walking by uh, this space, you said, oh, I like that song. I do that on the podcast. Oh, And so I said, that's great. Let's do it. I'd love to talk about this song. (laughs) So you don't remember that part, but you remember. I remember that we have three kids. Oh, there you go. All right. I remember that this is our dining room. Good job. Good work. All right. (laughs) So close your eyes. As a song, I talked a little bit about what I think of it, but please tell me, tell me what you think of it. Why do you keep this song kind of in your mental playlist? Well, uh, my interpretation is not the same as your interpretation. It is not? No. Oh, oh no, no, I don't know if I want to hear this. I feel like you're going to blow my mind and make me feel stupid oh. about lyrics, and then I'll never be able to sing it to the children again. So, Well, it, no, it's not a bad song, but it, to me, it, it operates on a different level than a lullaby. So it's, Okay. Um. I have I have always interpreted it as he, he's lying in the bed with his girlfriend or pro- probably girlfriend, um, and she he is wanting her to close her eyes right, but she's not like she's awake about something she's thinking about something, mm-hmm. and he knows in his heart of hearts that it's not something good and it's likely that. She's she's bothered by something, and to me, the, my interpretation is always that it's that they're not gonna make it together. Oh, okay. And he's saying, "Please tell me that it's anything else that you're thinking about. Please tell me that it's the wind that's keeping you awake. Please tell me that you're hearing something banging outside, and that's what's keeping you awake. It's not something that's internal to you. It's not something that's bothering you and keeping you awake. Please just close your eyes and be at peace and go to sleep." Okay. I I don't think either interpretation precludes the other, which is good. And that's what a good song should be. It should have multiple meanings for whatever whatever you want it to be. It can be that for you. Mm-hmm. 
So that's that's good. I I don't want to go back to old fogey lullabies (laughs) for the children. Uh, We we all know Hush Little Baby as a lullaby makes me cry every time, and I hate crying in front of anyone ever. One of the one of the reasons that I I believe your interpretation, but lean a bit more towards mine in terms of where I would go to or why why I went to mine so quickly, I think has to do with some 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 of the imagery, you know, the idea of. Uh, tell me the stars are made of tin and they're banging on the roof. I think there's a almost like a childlike description of like, why might you be awake? Uh, that there's shadows from the street lights and they're kind of creeping you out. That uh, you're up so high that on the second floor, maybe even in a bunk bed, you know, for a young child, uh, that you know you, you're not you're not feeling any breeze from the because you're up you know, really high above the air, above the clouds. And then the final line about. Not the final line, but sort of the final novel uh, phrase, the bridge. uh, The sun will rise, so keep your mind at ease. The idea that whatever is bothering you or whatever is keeping you from going to sleep, everything's going to be okay because the sun's going to come up tomorrow, so there's nothing to worry about. So it has, in my interpretation, a a calming message underneath it. So that's why I came to mine. I think that there are plenty of reasons I would totally agree with yours, but why did you come to that interpretation? Oh, I, I mean, that's just always mm-hmm. instantly when I've heard that song, that mm-hmm. is how I interpreted it. I never thought of it any other way. Oh, except really? For that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the way that his voice sounds mm-hmm. in it, you know, he's like, it's like a, not a raspy voice, but like, mm-hmm. it's got a waver to it, you know, like there's, mm-hmm. and to me that has a, sort of a desperate sound, like, like he's like pleading with the other person hmm. like please okay well he says please yeah <laughs> a bunch of times There's a lot of please close your eyes yep you know to me like that's uh, i don't know that's always how i've interpreted that song i never thought of it any other way okay just in terms of the tone of it just bam that's mm-hmm. right where you're going to you're going yes. to that image are there any specific lyrics that you feel spell out you know a couple when he's saying what keeps you awake in the way that he's saying it mm-hmm. to me it's like he he knows that there is an a underlying real kind of ominous problem mm-hmm. that's happening but he wants to pretend that it's not really there and that it could be attributed to all these other things that are just environmental problems mm. versus something that's internal to the person that he's singing to alright that is one interpretation <laughs> I think it's my- so funny before we started doing this I was like oh I wonder if Rob will think about this song in, in a different way that I've never thought of and I was like there's no way there's no other way to interpret this song <laughs> Period. Well, I am anything if predictable. <laughs> if not predict, if I'm, I'm if anything if not predict. No, I'm not predictable. I'm anything but predictable. So, I I see your I see your description of the song because I think when I originally heard it, I did see it as a couple. I don't think it had the same sort of an ominous something's wrong in our relationship undertone. I saw it as I imagined them in this room for some reason they had a giant picture window in their room and everything was very angular i don't know why this is the image but this is the image that cropped up and they're in a nice bed it's kind of like this weird rich person 80s room vibe for some reason everything's very angular and square and he's sort of waking up by his his girlfriend who again again i got i got a very girlfriend rather than wife vibe from from the song Mm -hmm. when, when that was sort of my original interpretation and she's moving, and he sort of like gets up out of bed, and he's like, "Oh, what's wrong?" And, and they're, they're having this conversation in the form of his song to her. But then at some point, 
whether it was just because I've sung it so many times to the kids and I don't really want it to be about a broken relationship so much as a sweet song. Perhaps <laughs> it just sort of, you know, I've, I've deluded myself into changing my interpretation. But, you know, the more I think about it, if you really drill down into the lyrics and the music, I still think you can can read it either way. Uh, certainly the way you described it. How did you describe his 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 voice? As to why you thought it was more like a like kind of a, a desperate not a desperation but a yeah it's like it's like a wavering mm-hmm. quality to it but also um, pleading as okay well. I get the pleading I'm as, as someone who used to do you know who used to do singing or I mean who who likes to sing the way his voice the uh, J J Clifford's voice is sort of moving up and down to me it felt like it could just be I'm naturally singing a song but I'm singing it quietly because I want it to be I'm trying to soothe you back to sleep. And in order to sing as high as he's singing, to get those high notes, even going into falsetto, it makes it very hard. If you're trying to sing that quietly rather than loudly, you you kind of have a more waver in your voice because it's just naturally a weaker sound you're going to be able to produce. Mm -hmm. So I always took it as, I'm trying to sing you to sleep with this lullaby. We're kind of tired. So I just don't have as much volume. Therefore, my voice is cracking more from the... This, the, you know, the, the amount of sound I'm producing, I just can't make it as crisp. So my voice sounds a little broken just because of that attempt at quiet, attempt at making that lullaby sound. Because I know when I sing it, when I'm trying to sing that song, I kind of capture that same thing. Some of it because I just heard it on the song. Some of it because I'm trying to sing quietly and sweetly, and some of the notes get kind of high, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to do without having a bit of that that waiver yeah and sweet was the word i was about to use mm-hmm. in response to you was it it is a sweet sounding song so mm-hmm. i can see how it could just be trying to sound sweet mm-hmm. it could be it could be but it's, that's funny how we came up with two very different interpretations yeah of song. completely but i do really like the imagery that he has in the song particularly the line of the the stars are made of tin and they're banging on the roof so i've always my the room that I picture is very different than the room you picture. It's like a really small little attic room. Mm-hmm. It's like um, maybe I, I actually picture as having a tin roof so that if it was raining, it would sound the same way that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and having like a little window in it and being breezy and open and maybe like cold and dark in mm-hmm. it too. So. One of the other things this song reminds me of, especially the idea of the the shadows from the streetlights, kind of given given uh, mm-hmm. the. The, the awake person, mm-hmm. the creeps, is this Sesame Street book that I used to read in which Ernie and Bert went to a scary movie, and then Ernie was very scared and could not go to sleep, yep. and everything was shadows. I think yeah. you, you've read, you, I have oh. read that one. So for some reason, that is the other image I will go to, some sort of a Bert and Ernie. Maybe it's like Bert and Ernie are singing this song to each other. That'd be a very different song. Well, yeah, it would be. Bert, Bert and Ernie singing each other to sleep, but... That, that's the other weird image that I kind of... There's sort of that idea of things in shadow scaring us, and specifically in that book. <laughs> because the mind does wander when yes. listening to a song over sure. and over that's again. Fine, yeah. So in terms of other songs by this band, do you feel... This is not a band I think most people have heard of. Yeah. Full disclosure, one of the very first times we spent any time together, before mm-hmm. we were even dating, I remember looking through your CDs because I am nosy and noticed that you had a copy of this album 
To which I said, oh man, I have a copy of this album too. And to me, that was one of the like five signs that we were meant to be together forever and ever. Because you had this random album that as far as I knew, I was the only yeah, person Yeah, it was. I, no, I remember that moment. That. You were in my car. Yes. I don't know where we were. I, feel I don't like, know where I was driving you. I feel like I was I was helping you with a with a functional analysis or something for grad school. And and you were it was in just my old car. somewhere. Yep. It's very my old BMW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was like really surprising too that you knew this band because no one outside of South Carolina knows this band. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Is my old car. I had like the I had those beaded little seat covers. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Oh yes. I, I think I only rode in that car like one or two times because we were we weren't dating, so I didn't. You didn't drive me very, very many no. places. So it was sort of a fluke that we were both in the car, and that I noticed you had the album. Yeah. Oh, so that was, was Otto. That was my first car. <laughs> he was German. So. That's true. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I do remember the, the stories of him, the yeah. tales of Otto. No, I miss Otto. But um, this song is followed by "Say Goodnight" on the album. Uh, "Say Goodnight" comes first, and then this song. This okay. song. This song ends the album. Okay, because those two songs to me kind of run together mm-hmm. when I think of them as a pair mm-hmm. of songs um, I think you were just going to say what other songs are good on this album and I think the whole album is so good but again it was you know that formative time in your life where it's it's an album I listen to over and over and over again I saw the band perform it several times I can like picture them singing it when I hear the hear the album and it was they were really fun bands to mm-hmm. hear live it's a really good album. Yeah, they, we, I saw them once down. They came down and played it at Brown, and it was a show of which maybe there were forty people in the audience. Oh, I mean, it was man. like nobody was there. They didn't fill the room yeah. at all. And the, the paper had like a great article on them, sort of talking about like this band. You know, it seemed like they're ready to break. Like they're they're really catchy. They write. It's a it, it's beyond just the idea of sort of milk toast pop music you might hear on the radio. So it's it's better than that, but at the same time it's catchy and hooky enough mm-hmm. that it should have mass audience appeal. And they're all kind of clean cut, cool looking guys. Yeah, they were like handsome guys. And, and it just felt like a band that really deserved a lot more attention than they got. Like there are plenty of acts who suck. Well, this is a positive podcast. I don't want to get too negative, but there are plenty of acts that I don't feel are as good as Jump Little Children that had similar songs that never really reached any level of complexity or even any level of hookiness compared to the songs on this album. And it was mm-hmm. sort of a sort of a disappointment that it just couldn't grab anyone. But, you know, for my benefit, I was at a show with with a friend and man, there was nobody there. You want to get up to the front of the stage and touch yeah. their feet? Hey, there's no one stopping you. <laughs> you can just walk right up there. Uh, they, I don't believe they played this song. I remember they played my guitar which is another song from the album that is a lot more sort of upbeat. Yeah. And they had two people playing the exact same guitar at the same time to get this really great arpeggio. Cool. Yeah. Um, Not Today is a really good song Mm. on here, and that one is uh, upbeat and fun to hear. And then um, the one that's... It's not sung by Jay. I think it's sung by the other guy, Mm -hmm. Matt. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, the body parts one. It's like, what makes you high? Oh, yeah. That's a really cool song yeah. to hear live. I mean, it's pretty good on the album, too. Mm-hmm. That was always a fun one. Yeah. I think this album mostly focuses on, other than I think body parts, and there's one other kind of rappy beat poetry mm-hmm. song. But I think the other songs really hit mostly that kind of high pop, power pop sound. Maybe like more like a Fountains of Wayne uh, sound. Or 
sort of melancholy or sad and sweet. Yeah. So Cathedral certainly is a mm-hmm. sad, sweet song. Say Goodnight mm-hmm. and th- then Close Your Eyes. Yeah. So, you know, especially Close Your Eyes, I think, being probably the just kind of sweetest, by far sweetest, not saccharine sweet, but just sweet in a nice way song on the album. Yeah, except that my interpretation is a lot... I, I've always thought of it as a lot darker I think, I mean, than your interp- yours. <laughs> your interpretation is still very sweet. It's just sort of like, oh, it's so sad. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've talked about too many songs about breakups and sad relationships, so I'm I'm happier with <laughs> with the lullaby. Whether it's to his girlfriend, to sure a right, child. Though. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's my show, so probably I'm <laughs> Do you have a website that nobody goes to with a podcast <laughs> nobody hears? Uh, I don't think you do. No. <laughs> no, I, I still nothing to plug. <laughs> no, so I think your interpretation is is apt. I don't think it makes mine less so. I don't want to make you feel like I don't believe your interpretation. I think part of me does, and probably that is the right interpretation. Well, the, the right interpretation. It's probably the more if you ask them, hey, what was that song about? They probably like, oh, it's about a guy. The relationship's going south, and he's just trying to get through the night. You know, it's, it's probably more that. But I don't think mine could be wrong. Sort of like when um, when I discussed Summer Song, and I had an interpretation of it that was way the hell out there. Nothing to say I'm totally wrong, other no. than maybe the band. But hey, you know what? They're not here, and they're not returning my calls. No, and that's the thing is, with any type of art, once it leaves the hands of the artist, and it's open for interpretation in whatever way that the consumer wants to interpret exactly. it. Exactly. So, I like I like my interpretation, okay? Oh, that's cool. Uh, now, we talked a lot about why this song is very special to us, what we really like about this song, but why should it be our song? Technically, it is our song. Why should it be everybody else's song? Why don't you go first, and then I'll go. Well, I think that, um, you know, we're, we're using this song sort of as a represent, representative sample of this band that a lot of people haven't heard. And they're no longer together, but they this was their main album. They had one more after this, Shoot. and then they had a demo one before this. They had... But this yeah. is the album to listen to, as far as I'm concerned, and this is a good song on that album. So I would speak for the whole album, that I think that people should really take a listen to it. It has a cool sound, mm-hmm. and um, apparently can be open to multiple interpretations. <laughs> I think my goal will now be to have an interpretation that is not the interpretation that anyone else has, <laughs> just to be different, just to prove how cool I am. <laughs> they also included punctuation in their uh, band title, mm. the name of their band, long before other bands did so, so there's it, that. It's direct address, jump, comma, little yeah. children. You're talking to little children, telling them to jump. You need a comma yeah. in there. Yeah. You always have that. Why? It's I, a weird name. It's a weird yes, band name. it's from... I think it's from a song or it's from some yeah, southern band it's song. From something, it it was something sure. I, I read it and I said I have no idea what what that is referring to at all, so <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Now, the reason I think I would suggest PR song, I, I think you really hit it with it's a representative sample of a s- album, a band that we both enjoy and just did not get the love I think it deserved. And one of the reasons I would say specifically this song, rather than Cathedrals, which was the single on the album, and, and honestly... It's a great song. First song I heard, and just, that's why I bought the album. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I would have bought it for any of the other songs on the album. I'd like to think I would have, but you know how it is. Like, you'll hear one song, gets you to the album, and then eventually you're like, you know what? I like this other song better. I might actually think this single, or the one that brought me to the album, is the worst song on it, after all is said and done. But, for don't some reason... I think that's the case. 
no, 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 not with cathedrals. Yeah. I'm just saying in general, like there are plenty of albums. I feel like I heard a single, bought the album, and then the single became the song I could care less about. Every other song became my favorite song. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's just that gateway song for whatever reason. That's the song that pulls you in, even though it's not the one that keeps you with that band or keeps you with that album. And I think for for this song, there's just a, a great simplicity to it. I love the guitar singer. I wouldn't say it's necessarily in the same same caliber as, say, some of Nick Drake's later songs, like Pink Moon, but I think it has that same very quiet, slightly dreamlike, kind of contemplative, nice mm-hmm. imagery uh, quality to it. Whether or not it's a sad song or whether it's not just a, a sweet, sweet song reminding someone that there's nothing to be afraid of and the next day is going to come. There's just there's a fabulous quality about it and it just makes me so happy and warm. It has like a nice warm feeling to it. And that's for me. Again, for you, it, it is a little sadder. But whatever the emotion, it's there's, there's an emotion with the song. And I think the best songs garner that kind of an emotion. Um, for you in the audience, for some reason, this whole album is not on Amazon Prime streaming, but each individual song is. <laughs> so please go on to Amazon, search Jump Little Children magazine. You can download, if you have Prime, you could download or just listen to it on your computer. Every song, except for one, I think there's one random song. It's the Beat Poetry song. That, that's fine. You can miss that. Every other song on this album, it's right there. Please, please do so. I think you'll really enjoy it. Might be an album you buy. At the very least, it's something I think you'll enjoy listening to. Diana, do you have anything else you want to say about either Jump Little Children or Close Your Eyes? No. No? I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, takes me back. It's a, it's a good album. It's a good song. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really good song. I'm so glad you recommended that we talk about it. I think for a song that has like 30 words, we really uh, were able to, <laughs> to fill yeah. a good chunk of show. All right. Well, Diana, thank you very much for taking the time out of your trying to go to sleep to do the show <laughs> well sure yeah do you have anything you would like to plug today nope really still nothing nothing to plug okay i have a plug it's kind of a sad it's kind of a sad plug but uh my grandmother juanita cruz recently passed away and i just wanted to say that she was a wonderful woman and she'll be very sorely missed it is not something you can really do much about or go to but um I just wanted to get that out in the ether that she was a fabulous person. Yes. And now it's recorded for all eternity. So, Grandma Cruz, you are very missed. Uh, so that's my sad plug. Oh, I'm glad I had a more upbeat interpretation of the song. Right. This, would have, this would have been a downer and a half of a, of a show. <laughs> well... If you like what you're hearing and we haven't bummed you out too much, you can certainly subscribe to They're Playing Our Song on iTunes. If you want to see any music videos, read the lyrics, learn some fun facts about the songs we talk about, check us out on playingoursong.net. You can come and like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash playingoursong.net. I occasionally post things on Twitter, though I'm not as good about it as I should be, at playing underscore our song. If you're interested in having us talk about a song, me and whatever guest, or you'd like to be that guest to talk about the song, please email me at rob at playingoursong.com. I actually updated the page to have a list of the questions that I usually start with as as guiding ones, though the conversation goes where the conversation goes, and you can say whatever you want about your song on this show. We are 
We are always looking for new opinions and new types of music. Otherwise, we will probably continue to do these sort of uh, songs that we personally like episodes for the foreseeable future, and that would be okay by me because I like to talk about myself. But wouldn't you like to talk about yourself, audience at home? So Rob at playingoursong.net. So we'll be back next week with a new episode. Uh, Please remember to check the website on Friday for some links to some music reviews as well as some other, other thoughts that didn't make it onto the show itself. So, uh, thank you again, Diana, for being here. Sure. Yep. And for those of you at home, remember, it's your song, so play it long and play it loud. Bye. Bye. Close your eyes. Please, if you don't want to stay.